0: Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. It's Monday. Today is Monday. Actually, I'm recording this a day early, but... Um, Saturday night, Babyface versus Teddy Riley. This was supposed to be the producer battle that we've all have been waiting to see. We saw the Manny First versus Scott Storch battle. We saw the Little John versus T Pain battle, um, and now we were supposed to see the Babyface versus Teddy Riley battle on Saturday night. It started. And everything I thought was going to go great. Teddy Riley couldn't get something done on his end when it came to the technical side of the house, when it came to actually recording uh, his songs or playing his songs, just, just playing his songs. So they had to postpone it. it's going to be Monday night. So tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, they're going to redo this. What's funny about this is Teddy Riley is a man of many hits. And so is the great Babyface. Both of them have plenty of hits. But Teddy Riley actually had a DJ, an assistant, like a hype man. He had all of that, man. It's just like, come on, dude, just play some songs. He was playing a keyboard and trying to sing while he was doing it. He was doing too much. You know, like we didn't he didn't let the music speak for itself. Babyface had on some had on some white uh uh Apple earphones that you plug into like He even had, like, the blue uh, tooth, uh, you know, uh, headphones. He had in, like, the quarter ones that you plug into your phone. And I think Babyface was literally downloading the song uh, uh, as his time was coming up and playing a song straight from his phone. And the music was crystal clear. And Babyface was doing his thing. Like, Teddy Riley could have did the exact same thing. It would have been 10 times better, and we would have had a true producer battle. Let's face it, guys. We all know the songs, right? We all know the songs. So, like, when the song started to play, especially like once Babyface started playing songs, I was singing along with it. I was jamming, you know, doing my thing. And then as soon as Teddy Riley got into it, it was like the sound was horrible, it was a huge echo. He had like four mics in the room. I, you know, actually about two mics, but but still, you know, I got to shoot it over the He had like four mics in the room. He had a hype man in the background dancing and jugging. He had, uh, A DJ who was mixing and scratching. He had an assistant who didn't know how to actually press the join button for Babyface to join. The thing didn't start until like 10, 15 minutes after it's supposed to start. And then when it did start, Teddy Riley's sound was so jacked up that we only got to hear three songs from each. Actually, three songs from Babyface. Yeah, yeah, it was three songs from each. We heard three songs from each. In an hour and a half, 90 minutes. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Three songs apiece? It's supposed to be a 20-song battle. We are three songs apiece. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So, on that note, guys, man. If you're a producer, which Teddy Riley's is one of the greatest of all time when it comes to producing. How are you going to be a producer, man, and not have your production right on the producer battle? Come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. Come on, man. Come on, Teddy. Have more faith in you, man. And you know what? I was pulling for you, Teddy. So we're going to see it tonight, though. 8 p.m., Monday night. They're going to redo this thing. Hopefully, this thing will be a lot better than what we just had. Even Babyface got a little, you can tell he's a little frustrated because they are like, hey, let's do this in 15 more minutes. We're going to meet back up at 10.30 Eastern Time. And, you know, Face was just like, uh. I don't think we should do this. <laughs> I was like, damn, face. Why are you doing like that? You know hear I mean? <laughs> So, man, hey, it's going to be a great, hopefully, a good battle. Hopefully, a lot of people will tune in. Like last night, like, man, Saturday night, they had over 400,000 people in this room. So, people want to hear it. This was double what the largest one has been so far. So, 400,000 people tuned in to see this, right? Now, which means that people wanna hear the great music. Like like this is great music. Babyface had Bobby Brown's first song. You know what I'm saying? He had uh 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 all of his stuff. John B, Tony Braxton, um the TLC stuff that he's written, uh Usher. I mean he I mean think about it guys, Love Face Records, I mean that's face, you know, face and LA Reid. you know, so I mean just my god he's had a bunch of hits with Teddy Riley. Let's get let's let's not get it twisted, man. He had Gap. Uh he had Blackstreet. Uh, he's produced a lot of stuff for a lot of people. He produced so much for Bobby. I mean Bobby Brown peeps. Um all of them have produced. I mean golly, both of them have have done songs with the likes of Mariah Carey, the Bobby Browns, the Whitney Hughes, I mean the Tony they've done a lot of stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see because I think, to be honest with you, we all know, I think Babyface has the deeper catalog, but I think Teddy has those songs that get you, make you get up and jam and move your shoulders and he'll have you bobbing your head and doing your thing when you get up and dance, but Babyface is going to have something like the like the women are going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, it's going to be an epic battle, man. Like I said, they had... 400,000 people in this thing, and even when the sound was jacked up and people started dropping off, there were still 370,000 people waiting to hear this, so there is a very big crowd that wants to see this, So, and I am one of those, so tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, this Monday, I will be joining in to go see this, so we're going to have another podcast on this probably tomorrow night, tell you guys how this thing went down, but... One great suggestion that I like from Teddy Riley was that he said, I'll lead off on the first 10 songs and then we'll have a halftime. Right. And then face you lead off on the second 10 songs so that each person has an opportunity to counter each other. Because it's kind of unfair, like when a guy has to go first and then the other guy has a hell of a catalog, too, and he's able to counter him. Every freaking song, like, like he might have been thinking he's gonna play song X, and then he hears what the what the guy prior to him plays, and he's like, uh, uh-uh. X ain't gonna do that. I need Y right now. The Y is gonna kill him. So it gives each guy an opportunity to counter each other. I actually like that, Teddy. I, I like that, Teddy. So um, yeah, guys, can't wait to tune in, man. This is gonna be epic, man. This is gonna be epic. Monday night, eight PM Eastern. Please let the sound be good. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? We got to get this sound right. But on that note, guys, man, let's go to a small commercial break, and we're going to go into another topic I think you guys are going to be very, very grateful to hear hear from. Awesome. Nino's Corner, out to a commercial break. All right, guys, and we're back, man. Back from commercial break. Let's uh, take a minute to talk about the first two episodes of the last stance the Michael Jordan documentary the 10 part series that's on ESPN so i just watched the first two episodes a lot to take in on this man jordan to me he's the greatest of all time um him and lebron james i think are the two greatest players to to play this game but jordan is a he's a different character man uh jordan had the talent but i'm gonna tell you in my opinion what separated jordan from so many other people was his ability to work harder and outwork everybody. He got better every time he stepped on the court. Every game was his last game. I think that's the way that he felt. And uh, he was just an amazing player, an amazing guy when it came to playing ball the whole nine. You know, he was a guy that had a bunch of struggles when it came to, actually playing the game. And what I mean by struggles, meaning like, Hey, he didn't even make his varsity team as a sophomore. Uh, He had to come back his next year and make varsity as a junior. He actually propelled himself to probably be one of the top players in the country coming out of high school, Dean Smith. And Roy Williams thought that he was the best player in high school ball when they recruited him to come play at North Carolina, he gets to North Carolina. James Worthy even said within two weeks, he figured out that Jordan was the best player in the team as a freshman. Goes to the league, lights it up because he was that dude. Hey, man, he was just an amazing guy. It's just kind of hard to explain the talent that he had around him. Now, one thing I can say, once you look at this documentary, you actually see the dysfunction that was going on with the Bulls teams, right? So, uh, you know, so Jerry Krause who was the GM for the Bulls at the time. When you start looking at the numbers, you right. How do you have a guy like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on your team? The greatest player of all time. And then you have a a small four who's probably the the greatest. If he's if not one of the greatest, well, if not the greatest, he's one of the greatest defensive wings to ever play the game, especially at, especially at a superstar level. You look at a guy like Scottie Pippen and what he did. He was amazing for that team. He was the guy who took uh, all the defensive pressure off Jordan. If you go back and look at some of those games, right, guys, in the finals and in games, Pippen always guarded the hardest uh, cover when it came to the uh, the opposing team. He was the guy who guarded the most talented player for the majority of the game. Jordan regarded him on and off, but it was Pippen's duty to do that. And he let and it basically freed up Jordan to go score and do what he had to do to be great. But Pippen did all the dirty work. I mean, all the dirty work, guys. Pippen, by far, is the top three or four, small four to ever play this game. And I think that, that order goes, you got LeBron, you got Larry Bird, and then you got guys after them. And that's just the guys on his truth. You got LeBron, Larry Bird, and you got – Dr. J and Pip, I mean, there's a bunch of small fours that played this game that were great, but when you look at the overall totality of what Scottie Pippen did, it's just amazing to see what he actually did on the court. And then if you take into account those two seasons that Jordan missed, or those 18 months that Jordan missed, and you look at the season that Pippen had, especially the first year that Jordan was gone, and I think he led his team in points, rebounds, minutes, steals, assists, yeah, every category that there was out there to play. I mean, he basically led the team in everything. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the season they played against the Knicks in the semifinals for the the Eastern Conference semifinals. And the Bulls, they had a fluke call go against the Bulls. End up sending, um, you know, the Knicks to the to the free throw line. They hit the free throws and win the game. The Knicks go on to play. The uh, Pacers that year, they beat the Pacers and then go on to play Houston and the Rockets, and the Rockets end up winning that series. Let's be honest, guys. That was one of those ticky-tack fouls that probably shouldn't have been called, but I think because it was in the garden that, you know, that play got called. Pippen almost brought that team to the Eastern Conference Finals without Michael Jordan. So that kind of tells you the caliber player that Pippen was. He's one of the most underappreciated players to ever play this game. And it's because he stood beside the greatest player to ever play this game. And so, and you can tell he had no malice in it. You can tell that him and Jordan are, 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 great friends to this day. They love each other to death. You can tell, you can definitely tell. And then the bulls end up bringing in guys like, you know, Robbins and stuff, but I'm going to say this because Jerry Krause, what he did for the bulls organization was he brought a lot of talent in. But what he also did was he didn't take care of his talent. And, you look at a guy like Jordan Pippen and in the 95, 96 season, Jordan was the 32nd highest paid player in the league. 32nd. Think about that, guys. The greatest player of all time and the greatest player at that time in that generation It was better than anybody he ever played against in that generation it was the 32nd highest paid person in the league. And Pippen, who was the second best player in that team and probably a top five player in the league, was the 72nd highest paid player in the league. And these two guys have, at that time, won three, uh, they have won four titles at that time, going for their fifth. And they were, and they won the fifth and they won the sixth, right? So just think about that for a minute. You're two guys that are the cornerstone of your the franchise, in the history of the franchise, were the 32nd and 72nd highest paid players in the league, respectively. And that is just awful when it comes to a drum manager. Now, one thing I can not say about Kraus, he did bring the talent. Jordan was drafted the year before Kraus got there. But Kraus made the trade to go get Pippen um, after Pippen was drafted by the uh, by the super Sonics. Drafted Horace Grant that same year. So he brought in the first big three. He brought in the two Two thirds are the first big three, and then and the Bulls that up winning three championships. When Horace leaves and goes to uh, the Magic, and Jordan leaves to go play baseball, uh, he brings in Robin. So that's coming into the next episode. So I definitely talk about that. But let's just talk about a few things that stood out to me in this documentary. Hey guys, you guys know I love Jordan. He's one of my, I mean, he is the greatest player of all time to me, and always been one of my favorite players to watch. And in basketball, like I don't have a team that I watch, it's, it's players I love to watch. And Jordan was definitely a player that I love to watch, uh, so I I, I tuned into him. I, I watched everything Jordan just like everybody else. But there's a segment in there where Scottie Pippen holds out, um, on the last championship for that three P. No, 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 it's the last championship. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So last champ. yeah, the last championship for that. Uh, second three, Pete. So it was the sixth championship for the Bulls. You know, so Pippen holds out uh, because he wants to get paid. Because at, the, at that time, he had slipped to be the 122nd highest paid player in the league. And guys, mind you, there's only at that time maybe 340 players on each. I mean, yeah, 340 to 350 players total in the league at that time. He was the 122nd uh, highest paid player in the league, which was pathetic for a guy of that talent. I think he's making like $2 million a year. Um. So Pippin holds out. Uh, he's supposed to have surgery in the summer on his ankle. He says, "I'm not having surgery on my ankle. I'm going to have some fun. You're not going to limit me." And he had surgery at the start of the season to a point to Jerry Krause, and then he demands a trade. And so uh, Jordan uh, made a statement that kind of threw me off. He said he thought that was very selfish of Pippin. All right, guys, we're back, man. Sorry about that brief interruption. Uh, but let's start off. Let's get back to what we were talking about. You know, so Jordan basically had a—he uh, said something in the in the special to the to the point to where where, uh, you know, Pippen was holding out, and he he basically came back and said that um, you know he didn't want to have surgery during his offseason because he wanted to enjoy his off season. He had surgery at the top of the season. Um, he ended up missing um, a, a bunch of the season that year because he had surgery in his ankle and then he came out and he was not a, you know, a big fan of Jerry Krause because he didn't think he was getting treated the best. And so he he came out to the media and basically said that he was going to demand a trade and he was never going to wear uh a Bulls uniform again. And Jordan made a comment about that and said that he, you know, this is present day Jordan said he thought that was very selfish of Pippen to do that. And that kind of struck me a little bit because when you go back and look at what Jordan did for those two seasons where, you know, he left you know, he left to go play baseball, you know, so he left to go play baseball because he was Michael Jordan and he could. And so, you know, one can look at that and say he was kind of selfish himself to go do something that he really wanted to do because he just wanted to do it. Um, and he was taking care of himself. Jordan was taking care of Jordan. I think that's what Pippen was doing also. Pippen was taking care of Pippen. And sometimes people have to do drastic things to to – have things fall into their favor, um, and that was what Pippen thought that he needed to do. The Bulls end up winning their sixth championship anyway that year, and they end up blowing things up the next year to, to do a full rebuild. Now, you know, I'm always going to side for the players, guys, because I think the players, uh, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the bros and the Joe's, right? That's, you know, that's my saying. So um, when it came to a guy like Pippen and Jordan, I, I think that they deserve to get paid. Now, mind you, Jerry Krause is the journal manager. And Jerry Krause, I, I see what Jerry Krause was trying to do. As a journal manager, you want to keep your team competitive for as long as you can, even if it may cost you something that you really want immediately. So when Jordan and Pippen and you know when they end up leaving after that sixth championship, uh the city got six championships. Yes, they did, and any city would gladly Take that, Jerry Krause wanted to keep this thing going. You can tell he did. That's why he he entertained offers for trades for Pippen, because Pippen at that time, you know, could be arguably said to be the second best player in the league at that time. We know, we all know, he was a top five player in the in the league at that time. But Jerry Krause, you can tell he wanted to trade Pippen to try to get more picks and make the team even more dangerous if he could. You know, let's say if you get Pippen and you trade him for some people who can make your team stronger. Um then you know, like multiple pieces because Jordan wasn't getting any, you know, like any younger either. And so you can bring in, you know, like some guys in and, and bring talent in to kind of ease uh the burden and maybe bring some more championships for future runs, and then that's what you do. But you know, it's kind of a hard choice on that one, guys, because you got a guy who's won five championships and you're going for that six, and you always want to know what if, what if. And so the what if moment was. Let's not have a what if moment. Let's just do it, and that's what the Bulls did. They ended up winning their their sixth championship that year. So that those are just the first two episodes, guys. It was a really good episode, really, really good series so far. And so we got four more weeks of this, guys. This is amazing because since we don't have a basketball season right now and it's suspended indefinitely because of COVID nineteen, we get to have a ten part docu series of the greatest basketball player to ever to ever put on some uh, tennis shoes, man. So, on that note, guys, hey, I'm going to leave you guys with my normal saying, guys. Do you, man. Don't be afraid to fail. Grow your environment. Understand your brilliance, man. On that note, Nino's Corner, I'm out. Do you. Ah.